0: Welcome to the More Than Just Mowing podcast, I'm your host Joel Cleaver and this is the official podcast of Jim's Mowing. If you didn't know it, it's the world's largest gardening franchise with more than 2,000 franchisees in Australia, New Zealand and Canada and on the podcast show we interview franchisees, our franchisors who run the regions and manage the franchisees and also Jim himself. So there's a lot of broad range of content and we do encourage you if you are researching more about Jim's Mowing about what we do, go through those episodes, it'll give you a great sense of who we are. So without further delay, here's today's episode. So Brett, thank you very much for joining us today in the Jim's Mowing Jim's Group podcast. And first of all, we'll present you with the Silver a Core membership, which is worth I think six hundred seven hundred dollars, a couple of free nights at any of your core hotel in the world, and there's fifty percent of dining and plus a lot of other benefits as well. So we'll get this to you after the interview today. And thank you for joining us in the um, today. I'm sure you've got a busy schedule, so let's get into it first. And just start with what were you
1: doing prior to Jim's Mowing, Brett? Uh, I spent thirty three uh, years in big box retail, mate. Wow. Yeah, so, what, all like all the way from sort of the back end, back dock guy receiving boxes up into sort of regional manager, project manager, towards the end. Yeah. So, what prompted the change after so many years? To be honest, it happened in COVID. So, um, at that stage, I had the unfortunate uh, position of being in a coal supermarket, going through toilet paper gate, and oh, it was actually better things to be doing with my days than. Um, dealing with people talking about empty toilet paper shelves, mate, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you t- tell us a bit more about it? Because it's a pretty crazy time, as we, we all remember. We sort of, because we'll, we were living through that time. Yeah.
1: From, from your perspective, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about re- re- regards to that? Yeah, right. Okay. So I was running a supermarket at the time. Um, my first job every morning at 6.30. I, well, I went to work at 6.30 morning, every, every morning. It was uh, took me 45 minutes, I to get to the shop. And there would have been a minimum of 150 people already lined up for us to open at seven. So my first job for the day was count how many packets of toilet paper there were and then walk the line and count how many customers there were, one per customer. And then from when I ran out of numbers, it was like anyone that's in the line from here back, if you want toilet paper, you're not going to get it today. That'll be tomorrow. And 50%, 60% of the rest of the line would leave and go home and come back the next day. Wow. And happened week after week after week. Bizarre. Bizarre crazy, times. crazy to think back. Crazy.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so just let's say, so just when you started 2021, um, so what were you looking at at the time? Like, because obviously 33 years in something, it's very, like it, it could be like, you know, very difficult, you know, to sort of try and do something new. So what was, what were you looking at at the time? Do you remember, or was it always Jim's mowing, or what was your thought process? Oh, yeah, look, it,
1: was, it was interesting, um, interesting sort of story because when I was, out on a project role, uh, doing sort of seventy, eight hours a week with retail, I actually rang to try and get my lawn done. That would have been probably be twenty nineteen. And then that it was but I was basically an unserviced lead because no one could do the job. And then that sort of started to sow the seed a little bit. Um and I knew a couple of other guys sort of in the industry, not with gyms. And I was thought, you know what, that's something that I'd really start to think about, and then sort of, it was probably a two, three year process where I started to think about it and then thought about flexibility and work life balance and all that sort of thing. And that was the big seller. Obviously you can set your own race and you got one boss and uh, the boss is pretty good to you for your own boss, as you know. So um, (laughs) it's pretty good. Yeah. It was like, I spent a lot of years dealing with a lot of people with a lot of problems. Like team members of up, teams of up to 150, 160 people and it just intelligent whole day and like you end up in a world of problems that sort of grate on you a little bit and yeah there's much less problems when you're still with uh, people who you work for. Yeah I was talking of I've been talking to a few people um, similar to yourself with backgrounds where they might
0: have a 20 year or 30 year career and it, it's sort of almost a, it, it's like because you, you're such good employees or you're su- you do such a good job and you treat it like yourselves it's always it's always hard to pull yourself from but then when you pull yourself from it and you do your own business you absolutely fly which which is what you've been doing because you've got a perfect star rating i had a look uh, yeah since you started so you haven't had one complaint or anything which is fantastic so yeah, yeah i'm pretty but, proud of that <laughs> yeah that's no, great um but do you want to talk about did you do the training in melbourne or was it online during that time
1: no i had to do online training because it was all knocked off because of covid yeah um so it was like all via video sessions and and all that sort of stuff but like like and to be honest that's a format i was really used to i delivered those and through my past, so I was actually pretty okay and it was actually the training was really good. Like it was unfortunate to obviously miss out on a group of you know, franchisees to have a chat to and how they were feeling. But yeah, no, it was the training was still good. No, I'm glad to hear that, Brett, because um
0: when we did um comparisons between people who did the training in person and on- online, the online people because some people would just switch off or you know wouldn't wouldn't watch it. Probably their their complaints level was a lot higher than the people who did it in person. So to have oh, yourself, right. that's a good thing. Yeah, well, have yourself. He's got a perfect star rating from doing the online training um it's fantastic to hear and and jim will be wrapped with that because um as soon as we could get it back in person jim cut the online training away because the complaints can imagine (laughs) so what was was it about the training um especially with the mowing because mowing's a practical job and you're coming from something completely unrelated so how, how was that experience going in your first couple of
1: weeks from doing the theory components and then doing the practical so the like on i was always been a pretty practical one myself so the transition was quite good. The interesting thing about the training though, and it's, it's worth to pass on was like the amount of time that the customer's mentioned in the training, there was no doubt what you should actually be doing, right? So <laughs> you don't actually, like starting a lawn mower and mowing a lawn is, was secondary in the training to making sure the customer was okay, right? So that's how it came across to me. So I lived that for three decades. So I didn't have a problem with like transition. I just transitioned my customer service. 30 years set over to my customers. Yeah, And um, yeah, they've responded obviously really well. But the practical stuff is fine. Look, it took me probably six weeks to get match fit, to be honest. So, I mean, in a supermarket world, you're, you're doing the same amount of steps as what you're doing in a gym's day, but it's like obviously really different walking around sort of pointing and shooting um, as opposed to actually working physically and holding a hedger and pushing a mower and that sort of stuff. So, But yeah, no, the, the transition was good. Took me a little while to get fit, as I said, but yeah, now we're good. No, we generally hear that. Yeah, it's generally around
0: a month or six weeks, as you said, in terms of yeah. match fitness or gardening mowing fitness. Because um, yeah, it is it is it can be a bit of a shock to people if they come from at least because least you're walking around at your job. But if yeah. you're coming from an office job where you sit down all day, um, we do hear from the blokes and you know, they're very very drained for that first
1: month or two until they get used to it. I had a chat to one of the boys last week and sort of we had a tough day last week weather-wise. Like it's winter, so it's pretty crazy on the central coast in winter. Yeah, but um, we had a Super sneaky hot day and um, one of the other guys that's in after me, I sort of said, oh, I would hate to have come from an office desk job to to sort of like that would have been a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, so with the business where you're at now, so are you, are you a sole trader? How many clients do you have or what's your setup currently?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a sole trader. I've got um, 115 regulars, live count. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, yeah, no, it's all going, going really well and happy. Yeah. That's a great business. Like To, to be doing by yourself, you must be pretty, pretty flat out with those yeah, no, it's fine. Well, yep. yeah, currently, sort of, obviously, it's winter here, so we're back to I'm back to sort of four days a week yep. now, but that's okay because come the end of September, I'll be probably on six, so it ends up um it ends up even.
0: So, how's your lifestyle been? With um, was it more family reasons you want to do the business, or what was your lifestyle
1: you want? Yeah, to do? look, I've got um three adult daughters and um my wife and two grandkids now. So, cause um, you're young-looking granddad. Oh, cheers, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, so. When you're at that time of life, there's, there's more important things to do than be you're working for the man. And it's nice to be able to go, you know, have your daughter ring and go, hey, I'm stuck with the kids on Friday. And then I can go, well, I'll do my Friday on Saturday and I'll help you out. So that's a bit of a motivation. But um, I spent 30 years working for someone else. So to be honest, that was a massive motivator to to not be working for someone else. And,
0: how's, and how have you found yourself, let's say, overall, like in well-being wise Has it just been such a
1: relief or is it? What, what would you describe that as from that transition? I wish I had done a decade before. Yeah. Like, I'm in much better headspace than I've ever been. And it's strange because, obviously, you know, you spend a lot of time worrying about numbers when you're in a, like a high-level position in sort of any organisation, but then you move that and transition to worrying about your own numbers, and which technically should be probably more stressful, but it actually really isn't. So, you know, when you get it, you get it. But, yeah, the press, pressure-wise is... It's fantastic. Do you think it because I hear this a lot, like, you know, people say, I should
0: have done it years ago. What do you think is the reason why people don't? Is it because it's a fear or is people just have misconception about maybe doing a franchise or what do you think stops people? Is it just sort of one of those things where you get into a routine, you know, you've got to be golden handcuffs on and it's be hard to pull yourself yeah. in at all.
1: What, what, what yeah. is it from your perspective? When you sort of, like, so I spent probably 29 or, yeah, 28 years in one organization and, you know, every year you go to the rah-rah meeting where they pump up pump up everyone's ties and all that sort of stuff. So much so with our Sydney head office, we'd go into the meeting and the local cookie man who was running his own business would say, oh, you're all back for re-education school, are you, this week? And it actually gets a little bit like that. You sort of, and I've got guys still in the industry now who I talk to. A couple of got out. One I've got into a gyms franchise, which is great. And you actually kind of, you get not scared. I don't think scared is the right word, but I think you don't trust your skill set. Even though your skill set's amazing, you don't trust your skill set to be able to transfer, and it transfers so incredibly, it's not even funny once you've done it. Uh, Brad, I'm glad you said that. I think that's a big problem for people. You're right. They underestimate
0: their skill their skill set for whatever reason. I think it's, there's a thing called the Dunning-Kruger Kruger effect, and a lot of the time it's more like the more intelligent or more capable people are, the less confidence they feel in their ability. Whereas People who might not have that same skill set, but they're more confident, tend to yeah. tend to do too well. So yeah, you're right in terms of people yeah. underestimating their skill set. Because in your thirty years, you would have done, like even after ten years, fifteen years, you would have done so many different things, which whereas what
1: you're doing now just easy in comparison. Yeah, well you're right. I mean I I remember writing a resume to move from one organisation to the other, and you go back through the history and you think, you think if someone presented that to me and I was interviewing them for a job, you'd just be like that, that's impressive but you don't consider it because you lift it, obviously. So. No, no, I think it's
0: a great point. I'm glad you said that. Um, I've done a few of these interviews and that's one thing that hasn't been said, but yeah, people's lack of confidence or sometimes or their own, not lack of confidence, but maybe lack of um, actually understanding how good their skill set is, is something that, you know, puts people off from doing it. But I was going to say, in regards to your own, own business now, you know, you've got a perfect star rating, which is fantastic. So maybe just want to outline from your perspective, what's good customer service to you? And when you get that inquiry, What's your process or what are things that you're doing differently to keep that perfect star rating? Yeah,
1: so, okay, so the two-hour window that we have, I don't abide by. I just do it straight away, which actually lands a fair bit of rapport. Like, you get very much, like, a lot of, oh, wow, it's straight away. Well, you know, already, already, that sort of thing. But then um, that's one piece. Then you obviously get your quote in and once you land your client, and it's a little bit about, like, the little things with your client. So good example is I've got a lady who's, I did last Friday who's a regular and her husband's in hospital um, so that's just a follow up text this morning saying hey I hope everything was okay because she went to the time to say to me hey I've left the gates open hubby's in hospital and I won't be there to see you sorry that sort of stuff so just those little two minute jobs for me like I mean it's and I mean it's easy to say there's 110 people that I have to see but they only see me so it's important that I give them time that they're valuable to me as a client so just little things like that. And um, I'm always punctual. I do what I say. If I'm not going to come, I ring them. If it's raining, even though they know I'm not going to come because we're getting five inches of rain, I'll ring and say, hey, it's raining. I'm not going to come. And just follow up and communication with the client. Yeah, that's great. And I was going to say as well, with, um, do you want
0: to outline for people all the services that you do in your business? So what type of jobs do you find yourself doing for your customers?
1: Yep, okay. So obviously I'm Mo. Because I'm in the mowing franchise, but find myself doing a lot of odd jobs for other people, like a a little tap change for an old guy last week that couldn't do it. That would be like a four hundred dollar plumber call out that we don't have to worry about because I know how to do it. Um, I do gutter cleans, I do heaps of hedges, uh, lots of gardening, um, rubbish cleanups are a good one on the coast because on the central coast we're going to get six a year from the council. So once you're out of six a year, you're in trouble. So um, a lot of people will say, "Hey, can you come and run this to the tip for me?" and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. I've got a rapport with the local tree guy who, um, if something's too big for me, it goes to him. And, um, you know, a couple of local sparkies that I know can help because obviously there's things that you can't do as a mower slash handy guy um, that require a license. But, yeah, I've got a network of guys that I can send to people if they ask as well.
0: Yeah, I think people need to understand, even though it's called Jim's Mowing, as you said, there's so many things you can do. You're changing taps to people, you're doing some odd jobs. The rubbish removal is a big one as well. I know a lot of franchises. Love doing that, but it's a great thing. Rather than skipping on the front of your you know, your, your house for three or four days, you guys can just come around and actually move it for them and put it in there and away you go. Go on. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Do a couple of real estate um, into lease, garden cleans. I did one of those last week. So one, this house I did last week, it's the fourth time I've done it in two years. So that's an interesting one. So <laughs> obviously going through some tenants, but yeah, yeah, each time I know it's easy to redo what you've done at once. And what are some big, well, what are some big misconceptions as well
0: do you think that customers have around Jimmy's mowing or that you find from your experience?
1: I'm not sure yet. know what, if there's any misconceptions or not. What I find a lot is other people, contractors, businesses have let a lot of people down. Mm. Like, that's my chat a lot. Like, so you'll show up and the lawn's obviously not four foot wide, so it's, someone's doing it. So the conversation is, oh, who's been doing your lawn, et cetera, and it's like, oh, this person's been doing it, but they've stopped coming. And I'm like, the amount of times I've heard that in my days, like ridiculous. It's not difficult, but um, there's really good brand recognition on the coast, which I think's um really good and interesting. I think they think we do everything, um, which I think is we probably do. To be honest, I put my caravan in Italy about a month ago in my gym shirt because I just go down to the beach locally. It's ten minutes down, so we did go down for the weekend. So I came and dropped my trailer off, put the van in, and um, as I was putting it in and just plugging the power in, the, local, the guy next to me went, no, oh, you Jim's Blacks, just do everything. Don't you? you even put caravans in for people? I mean, oh, I know maybe this is my van, but I'm <laughs> sure we could do Jim's caravan swap arounds if we had to. <laughs> yeah, but I don't find a lot of misconceptions from the clients, but brand recognition is great.
0: Yeah, that's great. And it was, how's the support been up in, in, in your area as well? Did you, have enough, did you have much idea
1: about the franchise system as well in regards to the support and all the other things when you started as well? Um, I knew I'd done a little bit of research, so I knew there was a couple of different models, like, um, our model, I think it's really solid. So, um, the support's great. Yeah. It's really good. Like I don't have a lot of contact with my franchise or unless like I need to sort of thing and he chases me up regularly and you know, we have a bit of a chin wag, two way about some stuff, but yeah, it's a really good setup. sort of something like we had last week, actually the, the survey came out for, um, the auditing of the ad fund. Yeah. They came out from the office, but it came out with a really weird um email address at the top. So it just rang um my local franchiser and I went, Look, it's come out really weird. Maybe just let the guys know it's not a scam, it's actually something that we look at because it just came out saying something strange. So but no, the support's really good. That's good. Now do you have do you have meetings as well that you attend or Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What goes on at those meetings? Uh we run through sort of um where we're headed unservice leads sort of strategy stuff um bit around employees if the guys have got employees like what we should do we did new um obviously the minimum wages were increasing just we just had the meeting before the last one so we ta- talked about that like um you know headwinds what we're worried about around interest rates and all that just sort of you know stuff when you run your own business that if you especially for the new guys right so if you're in 12 months or you've never done it like i've been through a few winters and a few summers so you kind of know and but interest rate rises we've, I've never lived before running my own business so it was good to hear that sort of insight we talked about last meeting which was beneficial and ha- how's how's the level of work been coming to you been happy that you're on leads still or you're yeah I've got leads on I've had no leads for about three or four weeks but it's winter so I mean I haven't made my grass for a month so I'm not that doesn't surprise me I've sort of just got them turned on you know in case something pops up because what I find is if you jag someone in the middle of winter you can potentially convert them to a to a regular, and then they're sort of ready to go from September onwards, which is which is great. So I just leave them on basically permanently during winter, just in case I don't need the work. I'm I've got enough because my um, bank work up during summer for um, for the middle of the year. So, um, but yeah, if someone pops in, happy to go and help them out with a view to convert them to a
0: regular. And what was your best advice be to the new franchisees starting in terms of um, things that maybe they
1: should do, or things that if you had your time again, you would do it a little bit differently? I would say. Be really, really stringent on your customer communication and your scheduling. Um, I would also say don't listen to the noise around Jim's jobs app not working for you. You'll hear it today, and it's fantastic. I love it. I do all my scheduling, all my invoicing, all my payments, and then I just um, map it to my Xero account. So I would say don't listen to that. Um, I would say get match fit as soon as you can, Um, but um, just be really good to your customers because I mean someone once said to me good people get along in the gyms organization because of what we do um and that's yeah if you go in with the right attitude the customers will love you
0: and yeah do you want to talk a bit more about gyms jobs because that's great to hear because it's obviously probably the number one hot point for gym and franchisees yeah. so um are you using the desktop version of the phone app what
1: are you using, I'm using both yeah i use them both so i use my phone the phone's great phone app's great Like, don't get me wrong if i get a software update in midday in the middle of the day it's a little bit annoying, but you can always flick yep. it um the i find the app great i don't have any issues with it um and then i use the desktop one when i sort of chase old invoices and uh, bits and pieces like that and sit down and send a few emails i'm glad to hear i've, been, I've done a few down the roads of franchisees here and they use the app and just have on the
0: dashboard and just after every job bang send their invoice and yeah it seems to be okay so it's, um, is,
1: i know i hear the noise and i'm going, i'm not sure what this guy's doing to be honest but yeah.
0: That's anyway. You no, know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'll I'll speak to Jim today and I'll I'll say Brett. I'll say Brett said he used it and he's happy with it. So it's good to hear.
1: Yeah, I've used now, it from, from the first day. And don't worry, I heard the noise at the start. No, I heard that, don't no, do it. And I went, you know what? I've lived in a lot of organizations and had some really dodgy help tests. And even the guys if you ring, ring the help desk said pretty good. They get back to you quick. And I think I had a problem with three invoices that wouldn't sync and I had two guys on the phone for 25, 30 minutes, and we worked it out, and they got me working it out, so. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing to make it not work, but it's not that complex. (laughs) How
0: long did it take you to get, well, take you to learn it properly? Was it a day, or was it a half day or less than that, or how
1: long did it take you? Yeah, no, I I I worked it out sort of within a couple of hours. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty savvy with apps, but um, and pretty good with computers, but yeah, it's very intuitive, Um, and look, to be honest, if you're struggling in your follow gyms tour that you get when they do an app update, you could work it out pretty quick yourself, even if you didn't know what you're doing. But yeah, I find it really easy. Really easy. That's us go Now in your business, what type of equipment are you using? Uh, I run Toro lawnmowers. Um, I've got, um, a 21 and a 30 and obviously backups of the 21s. Um, I run a John Deere Ride on, and then I run Hastana hand tools. Yep. So is that, is that for you, what, what sort of gear would you recommend to new franchisees? Cause obviously there's must got the brand preferences. So how did you make your decision on that equipment you use? Okay, so I basically the franchise all selected mine, but I would totally yep. recommend a Toro mower. Don't buy anything else. Like people will tell you Hondas are amazing, etc. cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and don't just buy a Toro mower. Trust me, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> um, my, I love my Husky stuff. Yep. Um, some of the other boys have gone to Shindaira, I think, in the, since I jumped in and they like it as well. I've only ever used Husky stuff since I started and I don't have a drama with it, so I don't have any reason to change. So I'm happy with both. But my recommendation would be don't let anyone talk you out of Toro. No, there we go. We had, parts, we had parts issues during COVID, but the world had parts issues. But um, it's that's all sorted now.
0: Now in your business, do you do any like email marketing, or how do you do, do how do you do your upselling, or how
1: do you get those extras from customers? So this is a really interesting story. So my first week, in my first week, I went and bought a map of my territory, which is Budjagari. Got a black texture and marked out everything, and thought I spent probably four hours. Went to the post office, got to all this stuff, stapled all my leaflets together. Um, and I think I've done one leaflet drop in my life and everything else has just happened organically through the leads. And then I've got one street, I've got 12 houses in the street. Really? My people just wandering over, hey, why you <laughs> been doing yeah. this? Like, like, you know, and what you hear is, oh, you come here every fortnight and I see you on the same day every fortnight. Yeah, that's right. I'm here Thursdays and Fridays. And he went, oh, you want to come over and look at my lawn? And then the neighbor will be like, oh, do you want to come over and look at my lawn? So. Yeah, it's good. It's all happened organically for me. I haven't added market or anything. That's great. Well, that's great to hear,
0: and that's that's really good to hear. And obviously, you do a great job. So, with quality, like in the early days, was it something where you just took a bit longer to get it right, or how do you maintain such good quality in your business? Because you're getting through a lot of jobs. You do a, you got a pretty big
1: regular customer base. So, how do you maintain that quality with doing so much? Yeah, work? yeah. So, so early on, and one of the, the the some of the other new guys I spoke to I was the same. I was like, don't just take your time and treat it like your own lawn and make it look good like your own lawn. And one of the guys was like. I'm too fussy on my own one, so I shouldn't do that. And I went, look, just get your quality right first before you get your speed up. So my advice would be, get your quality right, do a really good job. And then the more you're back there, the quicker you get at it anyway. You'll get inherently quicker, um, and then you'll get faster and faster with, cause you're going to the same place all the time. You know the routine, it's nice and easy and yeah, but you gotta go quality first, even if it takes you that longer in your day and then get your speed up later.
0: Yeah, that's definitely good advice. Um- for someone maybe looking at it, or who's in your position, what would you sort of tell them? What should things should they be asking, maybe, or what should they be looking at or doing to maybe
1: sort of see if Jim's right for them? Go find your local bloke, have a yarn, see if you can do a day with him. I did a couple of days with the guy I bought my um, franchise off. He did a split, and I bought like half of the split. Yep. Just oh, and like anyone will take you on a run. If someone came and knocked on me and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about it," um, I'll take them for a day with me and show them what it's like. And talk about the virtues and you can see everything. So I would say go and find your local bloke, have a quick yarn, um, probably chew his ear off for 20 minutes and you'll know straight away if, if you want to jump in for a day because um, if you get the right guy, you'll talk, talk the um, the good things. Like, you know, everyone can dwell on a bad thing, but yeah. there's not many of them to be honest. But yeah, just jump in with a franchisee and go for a run. Yeah, and let's help just trying to try not, try not make his back window like I did with my guy, but that's Okay. You broke his back window. Broke his back window. On day, on day two, flicked the stone into it with a whipper slipper. Bloody it! Oh, the stone. There's sometimes you've got to do this. you know what Jim's
0: James Bond fancy until you do a stone in the winter, But I didn't know on the observation day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I went and did a day for him for a couple of days for him for free to pay him back. Oh good <laughs> man, you're a good man. I was going to say, you're happy with the level of income as well. You're making up to say much you're making, but are you happy with what you're bringing in for yourself and your business now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No worries. Well, thank you very much for your time, Brett. Um, are hey, sure you welcome, mate? I nice just, to chat. Oh no, well, uh, you can see why you obviously do really, really well, and it's great to hear. Jim will be pumped. You talked about
1: Jim's jobs in such a <laughs> going, good. going. people need to... I said to franchise or people need to stop this, mate." Look, I'm on a page, I had to get off. I'm like, you guys are crazy. You're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs>
0: it's pretty depressing for Jim to get. It's all he gets is complaints about that. But um, it's interesting. As I said, I've been through a few down the roads with franchisees down here, and they use the app, and they they're the same as you. They're like. Are you got some other Not, seen, not a problem. There's no issues, is it? No, um, not a problem. So I don't <laughs> no. know. But um for being a star franchisee, mate, we'll get this silver core membership to you. You'll get an email to create an account. It's a legit email from a core, it's not spam, so create an account in five days when you get it. And awesome. two free nice to any hotel in the world for our core network. So it's worth worth a bit of money. And that's on behalf of Jim's Group and Jim's Mark for being a star franchisee. So That's great. great. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us today, Brett. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Nice you. Thank you for listening to the episode of the More Than Just Mowing podcast by Jim's Mowing. If you do need help with your local gardening expert, please give us a call at 131 546 for Australia, 0800 454 654 for New Zealand, or head to jimsmowing.com.au or jimsmowing.co.nz. If you liked what you heard, please make sure you leave us a review as well. Wherever you consume your podcast, we appreciate your support. And until next episode, we hope you have a great week.